All right, everyone. Welcome to the first podcast episode of Oh My Odd Podcast. Oh my odd. If you don't get the name, I don't blame you. It's really stupid. I just came up with it on the fly. But basically, it's supposed to read like, oh my God. But we are quite odd on this show. Am I right? Today, I'm here with my sister, Sophia. For the benefit of radio, please state your name. I'm Sophia. <laughs> Sophia who? Duval. Okay, that is my sister, for those of you who don't know. Um, I just want to make an ad- apology in advance. We are no way professionals, so I apologize for the shitty t- quality and talking on this podcast. But anyway, today we are going to be talking about how our childhood experiences shaped who we are today. Um, we have quite interesting experiences as kids, so we're going to be sharing them today. So just a little family history. Our mother is from the former Soviet Union, from a country called Belarus, came here in 1991 at the age of 17. And our father is American, so we are like a mixed ethnicity family. But most of our extended family that live here are Russian. You know, we have a heavily influence from Queen Baba, right, our grandmother. And we had a, a Russian nanny who would get us naked and have us run around outside. You know, it's called Zakalenia for so that we wouldn't get sick. Um, and of course, the, the the biggest part of it was the the Russian daycare. So we started at age two. I went first, obviously, because I'm two years older than Sophia. And then Sophia joined when I was four. She was two. So the, basically, every day we would go there around 7, 8 a.m., have breakfast, like bagels, sirniki, these little like farmer's cheese pancakes, um, which I personally did not like. But Sophia, did you like them? I did not like them. Yeah, and, and cereal, too. And for lunch, we had, you know, these soups. And these soups, we ate them every single day until we were probably, like, 11 years old. My personal favorite was, like, a split pea soup. But I think Sophia's was, like, the stupid frikadelsny soup. Yeah. Uh, it's basically, like, meatballs and soup. And it had, like, pasta sometimes and different vegetables and stuff. Yeah. And uh, then we would have like classes throughout the day whether that be like english well what i the only thing i remember doing in english was like singing nursery rhymes and watching barney like that was the best day when we would watch barney and then there was like reading and writing in russian music we played the accordion some wooden spoons which would come actually in handy later on um i went on a school trip to quebec last year and at the sugar shack they were like oh anybody want to come up and play the spoons and I was like me and the guy actually complimented me he's like have you done this before Uh, and I actually had so thank you to this daycare for teaching me important life skills but the best part about this place was the backyard definitely yeah yeah and they had this acorn collection which Sophia loves can you talk about it please Oh. <laughs> um, so they'd have us collect acorns and we'd put them in these metal buckets. No, it wasn't in a metal bucket. It was like a big collection just like under some random tree. Oh yeah. It wasn't like in a bucket or anything. But um we'd use them for art projects. No. Girl. Some of them. No, the caps we'd use for the art projects and the other like the actual acorn itself we'd feed to the squirrels in the winter time. Yeah. Our teachers would tell us that 
because these squirrels were so unable to get them themselves, we had to help them out um, and yeah. collect all these acorns for them. So there was like a huge stash for them to eat. I don't really know if the squirrels y- used it or really appreciated it, but I just marveled about this acorn pile. Like it was massive and it was just like really satisfying. I wanted to just pick a handful up and like hold them in my hand. But yeah, I mean, I, it really taught me to appreciate the struggle that these squirrels go through to prepare for winter because I really felt like a squirrel running around looking for these stupid acorns um but i think sophia really benefited for the worst uh from the discipline we would receive (laughs) me and her would bicker so much as kids like she would scratch me because i would like provoke her or something like so we would get yelled at by the teachers and it made me a bad bitch because it taught me like it made my skin really hard but sophia i think suffered a little more yeah, I definitely suffered. Want to elaborate? <laughs> um, well, whenever I'd, like, scratch Sasha, the director would call animal control on me. Well, she was threatened. Threatened, yeah. To call animal control. She only called once. But no, she didn't. Yeah, she did. No, she didn't, because animal control never showed up. Yeah, because they thought <laughs> she was, was insane. It was a threat. Um... And, I mean, I think she suffered a little bit from it in the future with, like, a she little. had, yeah, PTSD. Like, I think every time that someone raises her voice at her now, she cries. Like, I remember, it, like, when you went to school for the first time or when mama yells at you or something, like. You or just, when the coach screams at me. Yeah, she, she starts crying. But for me, um, it was the whole experience was pretty good for me because it made me like a math prodigy. We were doing like advanced math before we even went to kindergarten and (laughs) we played, we had like chess classes. Wait, do we even have them at the daycare? Yeah, we had them. Like we'd have to cut out those pieces. Oh, or that was, that's, or when I went like to the older side. But and I made a lifelong best friend. So, Nastya, if you're watching this, I love you. If it wasn't for this place, we would have never became friends, probably. And because of the yelling and the discipline, it taught me how to respect authority and follow rules. Like, I never dissent. I'm, like, I'm a pretty good rule follower, and I don't really question authority, which could be a bad thing, could be a good thing. But teachers love me for that reason. Um, so then in 2009... I went to school and this daycare opens like a second location for kids between the ages of three and five, which Sophia attended after I'd gone to school. Hello, like talk about. Yeah. Uh, So there we basically did the same thing as we did in the like other daycare, but um, like there it was more like freedom, I guess, but it was a bit more harsh on the discipline. And the director would always braid the girl's hair. And she loved braiding my hair because she had blonde straight socks. I was the only blonde in the daycare. And it was just, I had the best hair there, so. Yeah, I mean, they did this one even when I went to this place. Like, every day or maybe every other day, they'd, like, call you over and, like, braid your hair. And they would just do it so tight that it would, like, provoke tears to come out. I'm just crying thinking about it now. Um, I don't know how they did it, because I had such curly, like, frizzy hair, um, but they, they really, they did a really good job, so I don't know how they did that. 
And then last year, maybe two years ago, Sophia had an assignment to write about, what was the assignment? The assignment was to write about, like, um, just, like, something that has happened to us, like, an experience. It was for the seventh grade. We had to write an essay and, like, bring in physical objects. And I wrote about my experience at this daycare. And it was quite negative toned. It was quite negative. It was very negative toned. And um, the weekend before it was due, it was due on a Monday. And that weekend, my dad made me delete the whole entire essay. And okay, why? Why? You have to talk about the content because it was a little questionable. Basically, talking about how I was tortured there. But <laughs> you can see how that would come off as, like, you're bashing yeah. this program, and, like, you would probably, like, it sounds like you're going to sue them or something. Like, it gives them yeah. a bad rap, even though you just had a bad experience. Yeah, so my dad didn't want to, like, include lawyers and have a school call the cops, so he made me write about how good it was, and I had already, like, shared the essay with, like, one of my friends like, about how horrible it was, and they had read it, and as I was presenting, like, the new version, they were very confused. I mean, you can see how if, like, the directors of this daycare read that, they'd be like, oh my god, like, you're just completely bashing them and blaming them for all your psychological dramas that are undiagnosed, by the way, undiagnosed, by the way, but, I mean, there's definitely something, some sort of, um, trauma from this, uh, in this program but you know when school started I was like okay no more daycare but luckily they opened an after school program right above the new location of Sophia's daycare so it was like a two-story house the daycare for the three to five-year-olds was on the first floor and then upstairs was this after school program um so I'd get picked up from school um by some driver who would drop me off at this place and of course you would eat the soup as like a lunch or after school snack. Um, so, I, you know, again, this tradition of eating soup continued for another six years. And we had classes each an hour long from three to six and you could kind of pick them. It was like, you had to make a schedule. It's very much like high school or whatever, but you know, you had cooler classes, I think. Like they had ping pong and French and cooking and home ec where we basically learned how to sew and crochet and all that and we did art where we had teachers that were like really talented artists and they would teach us how to paint and draw and stuff like that math of course russian language russian literature whatever so we would sit there from three to six and i personally really liked it because all the classes were fun and my friends were in them um and it honestly like accelerated my work ethic which came in handy later on because we had homework and other assignments that exceeded the expectations we had at school you know we were in kindergarten at school but we we were learning like i don't know fourth graders or yeah middle schoolers at this place and we would we were expected to do like actual work for homework whereas in kindergarten you would get like oh color in this this picture and that that's your homework but it really wasn't like that serious and so because of this we were ahead mathematically uh, which kind of advanced us in the uh among other kids at school, which I'm actually grateful for. I don't know about you, Sophia. I'm not that grateful for. <laughs> what? Why? Um, it's, well, and we'd always be ahead, and I'd just be relearning everything in school, and they wouldn't be able yeah, to, like, that, place me fair. in higher classes. Cause yeah, honestly, it wasn't that fun until high school, where you could just get ahead, pick other classes, but 
and then while all this was going on, we were also dancing at a studio, um, step up, step by step studio or something like that. Um, for my friends that are listening, I'm sure you have all seen those videos that my mom so kindly keeps public on her YouTube channel. Um, we would, I really love to dance. I, and I still do, but the choreography was kind of cringy uh, and a little basic, but I still really liked going to the studio and dancing and hanging out with my friends. Um, and as many of you know, during one of the recitals, I had a little pivotal moment um, where I flashed everyone during this like Spanish dance. We had these long skirts and we had to face backwards with our backs to the audience and lift up our skirts from behind. And I grabbed it too far back. So I lifted it up and you could just see my entire ass with my, well, I was wearing underwear, thank God. And I was just a little kid. So hopefully people don't take it too seriously, but it's still on YouTube. So if you really care to see it, um, you can check that out. And we, like there were, <laughs> this, this studio, it was kind of like in partnership with the after school program that we went to, but they, there was just several cultural insensitivities though, right? Yeah, definitely. Like, there was one dance where <laughs> Sophia was, like, wearing an afro. Well, it was me and a bunch of other kids. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, a, yeah. supposed to be an African dance. Yeah. Like, tribal, quote-unquote. Um, and, yeah, it was just, uh, I'm sh- none of it would have passed today. And, honestly, like, if I would have known better, I would have been, like, that's a little messed up when I was a yeah. kid. But I obviously didn't really know, but... We danced there for, like, several years, and everything started going downhill when I had foot surgery. I think it was 2014, and I couldn't compete at this, like, dance competition. Um, So, honestly, our whole studio didn't go, I think. But I loved pushing the teacher's buttons. I love pushing everyone's buttons. It's just, like, a game that I like to play with myself. Um, And one day, I pushed them too hard, and I got exiled to the dressing room closet. Um, I was kind of like, all right, that's kind of weird, because it probably wasn't my fault, but honestly, like, back then, I thought it was my fault, but now that I'm looking back, it totally was. Um, So I called my mom, and I was like, girl, I'm in the closet, and she came and picked me up, and we just never came back. So... I don't know if there's any bad blood between me and the studio. I haven't seen any of them since, or the teacher, which um, maybe is, like, a good thing. Maybe not. But now we play sports like normal kids. Yeah. Right? Thank Um, God. Yeah, I think it was a long time coming. But the the benefits of playing sports on, like, a team with kids you go to school with are so much greater than, like, dancing with random Russian kids to shitty choreography. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You're really not talking much on this podcast. I had you as a guest because I thought you'd be contributing as much as me, but I opened it up for you to talk and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said this is your podcast. Yeah, I know, but when and... I have you on as a guest, I want you to talk. Okay, now I know, so I'll talk. All right, why don't you talk about our next, next oh, yeah. subject? So, um... What, the threats? All right, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know what we're Shai's having a little trouble reading. Dyslexic. <laughs> Self-diagnosed, of course. No, the school diagnosed me. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Why do you think I was in those special reading classes for, like, <laughs> the whole elementary and middle school years? All right. Anyway, um, you know, I, we were, I was such a brat when I was a kid. I think now the rules are reversed because I'm like this angel child and Sophia loves uh, pushing my buttons. 
Yeah, I really do. It's very Like, fun. she provokes me, and then I get mad, because I'm super irritable still from this, you know, phase. Like, if you say something or do something to piss me off, like, I'm gonna, like, cuss you out, hit you. But as a kid, I was much worse. Like, we always fought just for random reasons, but I always, like, talked back to my parents. Like, I was such a brat. Oh, my gosh. I would, like, they would tell me to do something. I'm like, no, you. Like, if I ever did that now, I would get kicked out of the house. And I honestly feel very bad for them because they always talk about, they always talk about how traumatic it was. Um, and it got so bad to the point where they were threatening me with, like, seeing a psychiatrist. And they thought that the root of this poor influence was Hannah Montana which um, they took it away, and they said, now you can only watch Discovery Channel or Food Network, Um, and so I started watching Food Network, and that really blossomed me into this amazing chef and baker that I am today, Um, but I guess it worked because I'm not like that anymore. Uh, I'm not a a brat. I'm a bitch now, but I'm not like an annoying child, so if my parents are listening to this, I want to publicly apologize to you. I appreciate greatly that you didn't kick me out of the house because I I would have if I have a kid like that um they go into the adoption agency right yeah and do you have I, any do you have any experiences of me being a bitch from when I was a kid that you'd like to share um do you remember anything I just remember all the arguments you had with mama and like mama and papa always say that like <laughs> since I watched this and, like, I was so scared of this that I never acted that way. Yeah, they were, they were like, because you're scared of people raising your voice at you, like, you're never gonna be mean and raise yeah. your voice at other people, which but, I guess is true, because you're, you're not really an angry person. I think you're yeah. just extremely comfortable with me, but with other people, like, you wouldn't ever do that. Yeah, and sometimes I, like, do snap back, but it's better break it, like, but they, they, they think it's, like, funny, like, if I did what you did, like, you, <laughs> you'd be, like, shut up, mama, like, if I ever said that, I would get my ass whooped, but you, they're, like, <laughs> it's because it's just so out of character of me, like, yeah, yeah, and they didn't have to deal with the trauma of it when you were a kid, yeah, yeah, <laughs> great response, I bet you're really entertaining everyone, <laughs> all right, Okay. If you had uh, little uh, issues after, you know, leaving well, daycare and during. During. So ever since I, like, had my own bed, um, I had night terrors. And basically, um, I'd, like, sleepwalk and I'd cry and laugh and scream in my sleep. And I would always, to feel safe, I would always sleepwalk to my parents' bedroom without even knowing it and like sleep in their bed so I felt safe but um yeah it's I don't remember it I can't remember but that's what my parents have told me you forgot the cock block part oh yeah (laughs) she was a huge cock block to my parents because she would just walk in and you know yeah sleep and that's why we don't have a little brother shut the (laughs) oh my god all right, and I think our largest influence as kids was Baba, you know, our grandmother. If you're listening, Baba, shout Probably out to not. you. Um, she's a very amazing, inspirational woman, you know, came here with a family from Russia. This is my mom's mom. Um, you know, got a very nice job, raised beautiful children. I really love my mom and uncle, so 
um, she had to do she had to have done something right. But basically, she lives the t- next town over, and sometimes we would have like day trips to Baba's. And what this would entail is like endless eating. You know, you'd get there, even if you'd already had breakfast, you'd have a second breakfast, which was like eggs, maybe. Oh no, you, you know what she does really well? The soft boiled eggs. Oh my god, yeah. And she I don't have them cups. anywhere else except for Baba's. And she had those little cups that you put the egg in. And the tiny spoons mm-hmm. to break it. So yeah. good. And so then, I think after every meal, we'd be like, can we have ice cream? Because at our house, we, we didn't have that much ice cream. And she had waffle cones. Like, yeah. she had cones that you put the ice cream in. And this was unheard of at our house. So we really took advantage of, of this. So we had, like, three maybe a day. Um, my favorite ice cream at her house was, like, the black cherry. And I think you just ate, like, chocolate I or just rocky chocolate. road or something accurate yeah and then you know she she would always ask us are you cold are you cold Do you want my sweater but she keeps her house to so like 60 degrees it's freezing in there and she i'm like of course i'm cold um and one day we went to walmart she lives right next to walmart and we bought this monopoly we still have it we still play whenever we go over there but i, I remember my grandpa's like they're taking this home i don't want this in my house and it's still in his house, but I was always the banker, of course, you know, me being the excellent mathematician that I am, um, and I would always cheat and give myself more money than everyone else, so I would automatically win, (laughs) so yeah, those days were amazing, and I learned a lot from Baba, and and Baba and Yeda's relationship, too, Yeda's my grandfather, you know, they clearly love each other, but my grandpa always complains about what a pain in the ass my grandma is, which is very mean. He should be grateful. But he'd, he'd say, like, something, like, super mean and then be, like, like put solnishka at the end of it, which is, like, a term of endearment in Russian. And so that would just, like, make me LOL. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, you are so boring. I'm never having you on another podcast again. I don't know what to say. Like, you're saying everything. Okay, well, do you want to add anything? Um, when we were little, Dada would, like, always scare us, like, yeah, when he was, when he was working, he would still, like, when he still, before he was retired, was, um, like, sorry, I just got a text, I'm really distracted, before he, once he went into retirement, he, like, relaxed a lot, but he was kind of a grumpy old man when he was still working, and would, would, we would, I'd be, like, scared to ask him questions, and there would be times when he would yell at us, and I would cry. Yeah. But now he brings us donuts and fried chicken, so. Although he comments on my weight a lot, which I don't appreciate. <laughs> you know, he he's says, the one that feeds me. Yeah, and he says I'm always skinny and getting skinnier, which is Even though true. I'm skinnier than Sophia. You're not skinnier. <laughs> We're the same weight. Yeah. All right, but I think in conclusion, our childhood definitely impacted us in many different ways. For, for me, I think it was... A positive influence because now I like excel at school and have a lot of friends. Um, Sophia, what what do you think your childhood did to you? I think it impacted me in good and bad way because yeah, I'm like excelled in school, but I think it impacted me like mentally differently than you. Yeah, except you. Yeah, but we're both hot as she. And super awesome. So something must have gone right. Yeah. 
I think the common denominator is Baba. So I think yeah. we owe it to Baba. <laughs> and our parents, of course. And Hannah Montana. So Miley's yeah. watching. Shout out to you. All right. I think that about wraps it up. Um, also, if you don't know me um, and wondering why I just transitioned into this random Australian accent, it's kind of what – it's like my alter ego. Um, I'll talk about that in another episode. But I will see you all next week. Peace out. Say goodbye, Sophia. Bye. Oh, my God. <laughs>